entertained? Are you not entertained? Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. You're listening to the French Press Podcast, where we discuss events from our lives. Welcome to the French Press Podcast. It is episode 414. And it's Tuesday, July 26, 2022. All right, today we've got a fun episode for you. We're doing a little, we're going to be referencing back. I actually have some never-before-seen video footage of Leighton riding his horse in Mexico. Never-before-seen. By our listeners. Oh, by your listeners. I was going to ask you, have you seen it? I've seen it. It's been... <clears throat> Somehow it was recovered from the secret archives of the archives. Yeah. All right. So, where's this going? Is this going to uh, patrons only? Is it going to uh, our Instagram or Facebook story? Um, the easiest thing, you know, Instagram stories. Can you just post a video on there, or, or does it have to be taken within the last twenty four hours or something like that? I think you can just post a video, okay. but okay. then they disappear. It might be better to put it on our timeline or something. I think I'll actually put it in this post. Oh, perfect. That way, come to our website, look for episode 414, and maybe we'll also put it on Instagram. That way, you know, people who maybe um, aren't listening will be able to see it as well. Yeah, sure. And it's a little, uh, Jeff hasn't seen it yet either. It's a little unclear who is Leighton. He's one of two people in the distance that you see far, far ahead. Mm -hmm. And my wife and I were going back and forth. I thought it was the the writer on the right and the one and she thought it was the one on the left. Yeah. And you'll see the one on the left kind of has a hand dangling casually. And she said Carmen did not think that looked like a horseback rider, a, a natural horseback rider. Ah. But the one on the right is bouncing a little more. So one of these is the lady that led Leighton down this path and the other one is Leighton. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but from watching Leighton describe it, I assumed that she was on his left side. Oh, okay. Interesting. Just from his body language and how he described it. Okay. But I, I didn't that's, think about that. That's total implication. I have no idea. So Leighton can confirm for sure. Go over to the episode, uh, this episode on our website, frenchpresspodcast.com, and, and check it out. So that's the one bit of goodness. The other bit of goodness is that I had a an encounter with something insane. An encounter of the insane kind. Yeah. And we'll get to that in a little bit. Ooh. Um, and I have some video to go with that as well. Ooh. Yeah. And then obviously, Jeff, you were gone. Yeah, I you was were gone last Washington, week. Washington, D.C. So yep. we want to hear an update about that. How did, how did leading a tour go? I asked your wife about it. Oh, yeah. Um, so I've got, if you don't, if it sounds like things are going a little little off, I might interject some thoughts. And <laughs> uh, we got some feedback as well. So yeah, those are kind of the, the big three topics for today. Yeah. Speaking of big three, one of the feedback I got was from coworker Mitch. Mm. And he said he was offended that when we were talking about the big three private Christian schools in the area, mm. that we did not mention what he thought was the biggest of the big three or the most the most prominent, the most important of the big three, which in his mind, uh, Jeff, you weren't on last week, but if, if you, if I tell you, what are the big three when it comes to um, church schools in the area? Church schools in the area, specifically church schools. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> I'd say UCS. I'd say 
Is Southside still going? No. No. Harrison? Okay. Um, I don't know. Oh, about, duh. Yeah, the one in Bourbon. What's it called? Bourbon Christian School. Bourbon Christian School, yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure that was our big three. And and maybe Clinton Christian, which is what, what uh, yeah. Mitch was referring to, maybe that doesn't qualify because it's it's barely a church school. Like, it, it's it's a pretty... Pretty well established school. Yeah, and it's not. I wouldn't call it in the area area either. Oh well, we were covering all of northern Indiana. Oh, northern Indiana. Well, maybe, probably even Michiana. Oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow. For sure, Fort Wayne. <clears throat> um. Anyway, so Mitch was offended, and he aired his grievance. Grievance, and I I heard him out. Now we'll move on for to more feedback. Actually, um. Actually, go ahead, Jeff. Do you want to tell us about about Washington D.C. While I look yeah. up the feedback, I'll, I'll get that ready. Yeah, and tell us about <clears throat> D.C. And just as a refresher, Jeff was leading the tour for a group of high schoolers. Yeah, so I was at, yeah I was I was acting as tour guide and <clears throat> excuse me. I've done a number of trips myself um, and with other people um, as a not specifically a tour guide, but just kind of a like a like a a trip planner um, and, and trip planning is one of my, uh, I would say, I don't know if I'd call it a hobby, but it's something that I enjoy doing. And it's something that, um, I don't know. I, I, when I get involved in a trip and I'm in charge or, or tasked with helping to plan it, I can get pretty involved in it. Um, and I have some, a fair amount of experience in planning out trips like this. Like we did one to Chicago, um, but, but never, never on this level. Like this is like a high school field trip and, and it's not just a field trip to a place. It's a field trip to a city with a lot of places. Um, so it was definitely a, a really new, a new level of experience for me. So, um, <clears throat> I was not that intimidated by it because I had had previous experience planning trips, but, um, not something like this anyways. So I was very pleasantly surprised by how smoothly everything went. Very good. Cause that's always the danger with, with being in charge of anything is that yeah. going to go wrong. And then when you're planning a trip, <clears throat> it seems there's so many variables out of your control that it's even more likely to happen. Right. Right. And, 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 and that's, that's exactly what's go, what goes on. Um, my now I did have somebody else helping me. I actually had Mr. Dave give me some feedback on places that I should go, that we should go as a group. And then also once I had my schedule planned out, I sent it to him asking him to review it. And he gave me some good pointers about, hey, you know, this uh it's gonna be really hard to make this connection or um this right here looks really this day looks really full on oh well that place is actually gonna be closed when you schedule, you know, things like that. Okay. So what did you, how did you schedule it? Did you um, just go on, like, create a Google Doc and just have, like, all right, this is Wednesday, and Wednesday, these are the two things we want to hit in the morning, the one thing in the afternoon, or mm. how, how did you kind of lay it so out? So I kind of did that to begin with. Like, I came up with a list of places. I came up with a list of places to go, and I, I built that on Airtable, actually. You could use Google Sheets, same diff, um, or Excel, whatever you want to do. Uh, spreadsheets are nice because you can sort the lists. 
um, I categorized them by the type of place and then by um, whether it was a thing that I would consider essential to the trip. Hmm. So, for example, uh, if you're going to D.C. as a high school, then you're going to want to visit the Capitol building. Like, that's not really an option, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I first prioritized those things, the, the things that we wanted to see for sure, that I wasn't going to give them an option. Then I had a list of, of other places to go. And I picked a few of them that I knew were like going to be real highlights or real hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bible Museum was one of them. The Holocaust Museum was another. And so, and so I planned, okay, we are going to visit these. Now we're left with a list of uh, other things that we can see. And we had, uh, I think there were maybe 15 things on the list left. And I, I had maybe room in the schedule for about six. And so... I asked the students that were going. There was only three students, and then it was two girls and one boy, and and the guy was allowed to bring a friend along. So it was four four people, plus my wife and I and, and our daughter. So, um, I asked the people that were going on the trip to rate what they would like to do from from one to ten, or or organize the list. They actually uh, fill out a survey where they where they dragged them in the order that they wanted to see them. And so it gave me some good insight onto what, you know, they wanted to see. <clears throat> so we went ahead and did that. I, I picked the top so many, and then I looked at my schedule, and it's like, okay, where do these fit in? And I started mapping out my days just roughly, like, what are we going to do? Um, so some really um, important things that we wanted to get in for sure, if we could, uh, I went ahead and scheduled right away because – like uh, like a visit to the White House. You can't just get in. Like you have to schedule plenty far ahead of time. And we actually didn't get to go to the White House because we, um, you have to, the, the scheduling for the White House opens up about three months in advance. And three months before our trip, we didn't even know if we were going to take our trip or not. Um, so it wasn't possible to get in in time to get a time slot. If we would have gone like three months of the day, we probably would have gotten in. Wow. Um, and... So yeah, so went and scheduled all that stuff out. Uh, the Supreme Court was closed, but the Capitol building and the Library of Congress, I was able to get timed entry tickets for pretty far in advance. So I was like, okay, we'll just do all those things the same day, you know, as we can because they're like right across the street from each other. So what were some of the the surprise, maybe fun things that was that you definitely that you maybe weren't expecting to be that special, but ended up being really yeah really fun really. Memorable. Yeah, so um, one of the one of the highlights was the law enforcement museum, and it looked and sounded cool, but I didn't realize how cool it actually was. And it's, now, is that new? Because I don't remember it. It is relatively new, okay. I believe. Um, That's different than the FBI museum, or different than the spy museum. The yes. Spy museum. Yes. Okay. Um, so yeah, the law enforcement museum is uh, just just a, a. It's actually a pretty small museum. Um, and it's not that popular. When we went, we were basically the only people there. Um, and and the museum, there's got to be a defunding joke somewhere there. I know, right? <laughs> uh, but it, it's it's yeah, it's pretty small. Um, but it has a lot of interactive exhibits, which we thought were really cool. Um, so it has uh, like there's a room dedicated to 9/11 and the people that served at 9/11, and then also. Um, uh, software that the police and technology that the police is using uh, for events like 9/11, like the Boston Marathon bomber and 
um, things like that. Oh, like how to how to find. So so they had a they had a um, a bomb defusing robot in there on display. That was pretty cool. Um, they have like recordings of the Boston bombing. Um, they have like a model of how the bomb was made. Um, wow. They have uh, a demonstration of facial recognition tech. Okay. Um, that that guesses your age and gender really accurately. Wow. Um, and then also guesses your mood, and it's also pretty accurate. Interesting. And and this is like, hey, this is what we're showing you. So I think that there's probably way more high tech stuff out there. <clears> but this it guesses your mood. Yeah. But and don't you think that your mood can change rather rapidly? Yeah. And it was it was like instant, like. So what it does, it shows you the points. It like looks at your face and like attaches points to certain areas of your face, and then based on how your mouth and eyes are, um, I think it's mostly your mouth and eyes, also your eyebrows. It tracks all those things, and then it has like I think five different moods, and it rates how likely you are to have that specific mood. So the one was anger, the one was disgust, and there was surprise. There was fear. Um, I'm going to say there was one more, but I'm not sure. Uh, and it would just like rate like on a scale of one to a hundred, or it showed a little bar there. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was constantly updating, so you can make faces at it, and it would like show weird stuff. It was it was pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, that is neat. Yeah. Um. So that was really cool. They had the, kind of that room that was it was actually more like a it was 9/11 focused, but it was also just like terrorism and anti-terrorism. Um. Uh, they had a a couple of um, kiosks where you could sit down and act as a police operator of some form or other. So the one was like, okay, I'm a detective and I am trying to decide if uh, this person is worth investigating um, for being a possible bomber or whatever um, based on some information that you're shown. Um, okay. You can sit down and be a 911 operator. Um, and then you hear the calls coming in. You have to like answer the questions on the screen. Uh, you can assign officers and to the to the um, call, yeah. all that kind of okay. stuff. Um, there's a there's a little there's a video on the wall that you can walk up to, and there's like a so it's like a screen on the wall, and then there's like a a dial beneath the screen that spins, and um, the video that's sh- being shown is an entire day with a police officer in their car. And then um, on the video, you can see like the, the timeline on the bottom and there's like um, blocks of time that are marked as, Hey, something's going on here and you can spin the dial to go back and forth between them. Um, And so you can like see what an officer will do on a regular day. Um, That was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, They have uh, a couple of drones there on display. They have a police car, police helicopter on display. Um, Probably, and then they have like a whole room of forensics. Um, so, and I'm literally, I'm basically, by now I've described almost all the museums. So it's a pretty small museum, mm-hmm. but there's a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that we were basically the only people there made it really nice because we could just kind of do whatever we wanted. Um, they had a room where they have a police car driving simulator. And this is not just like a simulator like, like at a at the Air and Space Museum or whatever, where you go in, you pay five bucks and you can you know r- dr- fly a jet plane. No, this is like actually the simulators that they use to train police officers on. 
and they have... So what do you what do you do? In, are you actually driving the car? Yeah, so they have a or retired in, police officer there as an instructor that has... They have, like, timed sessions where you go into a room, they explain what's going on, and then they will have you sit in the seat and coach you through the exercises that an actual police officer would yeah. take. Really cool. Did you do it? I didn't get to do it. Um, they picked a couple. I let the, the high schoolers do their, their thing, so three... Two of them got to do it. Okay. Wow. Um, in the time. It takes about 15 minutes per person. Wow. So it's pretty... Um, yeah. But then in the simulation, you are driving the car and chasing someone, I'm assuming. So so in the simulation, first of all, they run you through like a basic simulation just to get used to the car. Um, and then you like drive a certain path and the weather changes and you're supposed to call out uh, roads as you cross them along with um, turning on your lights and your siren. Um, so just kind of get used to the car. And then yeah. the next exercise, they have you uh, do like a, it's like a, a, an advanced driving kind of techniques. And so they, they have you, you have to speed up to a certain speed and you go through an intersection and all of a sudden cars just pop up in front of you and you have to miss them. Like, and, and so you have to, it's like slam on the brakes and swerve, and you have to swerve the right way, you know, so that you don't have an accident. And if you crash, then your then your car's totaled and you're, you're done. Um, or they'll, you know, you can keep on going all the way to the end, and, and then you, you know, did all right or whatever. So, um, wow. and the the they get progressively more difficult. Um, so, yeah, there'll just there'll be a guy and, on the side of the road, and he just pulls out in front of you. Okay, and you have to figure out what to do. <laughs> And you're driving like 45 miles an hour, okay. and you have to be 45 miles an hour. And if you don't speed up to that, the car will speed up for you. Like, okay. yeah. And can you see the simulation? Like, were you able to watch the, yeah. the students go through it? We okay. were sitting behind the seat so we could see what was going okay. on. Yeah. Did any of them make it all the way through? Uh, yeah, one did. He had a small fender bender, <laughs> and then uh, the other one just totaled the, the police car. But, but in her uh, in her defense, uh, she was. Um, she was on the 45 mile an hour one and like you literally just drive into an intersection and, and the cars just like they're there. So yeah, it's, it's, it's not realistic in that sense, but yeah. the, the handling of the car is pretty realistic. Wow. Um, that does sound fun. So if you go to Washington DC, yeah. definitely hit up the law enforcement museum. Yeah. They also have, uh, uh, that same police officer alternates between the driving simulator and then a decision training course where she goes through and, uh, says, teaches teaches you how policemen make decisions um, on in different scenarios. Yeah, and so it, it's it's pretty cool. Okay, yeah. Um, the the Bible Museum we went to that that was a must see. It's huge highlight. Like that was that was awesome. We did not have enough time for that. Um, we I scheduled three hours for it, um, or three and a half hours, and we we got through two out of three floors. So wow, um, it was really cool. Um, and I think that's another new museum. That's new. That's since 2017. So I never, okay. I was never to it before. And it's, it is a very techie museum. Um, so they aim to be one of the most technologically advanced museums in the world. Uh, and, and it really shows like there's a lot oh. of really cool interactive stuff going on there. So how does it compare to the creation museum? Um, it feels kind of the same. In some aspects, but then, like, the displays are just really um, immersive. Um, they have a whole, like, like 
it's like a theater, but it's an experience. Like um, this whole kind of maze room that you walk through, it's a guided timed uh, experience and you like watch movies and then you move on to the next room and like the walls move and like there's a burning bush actually on fire. And this is like going through the whole story of the old Testament. Um, wow. And, and like it's, it's, it's a really neat experience. Very immersive. And, and how would you rate its, uh, author- or, or biblical accuracy? Like how, how true oh, is it to, it's like totally true to the Bible. Like wow. there's no, um, <clears throat> Yeah, so I, I've heard some people commenting about, okay, what about you know different aspects of theology? But it's it's not really dealing with theology at all. It's dealing with the story of the Bible. If it's in the Bible, they're going to say it, and they don't they don't deal with like the specifics of, um, you know, they don't try to interpret something. Yeah, they don't try to interpret scripture. They do have a polling station where you can answer. I think there's like ten questions that you answer, and then it displays the results on the wall. At, like live updated as people are entering or, okay. or yeah, entering their their information. So and it's really cool. It's it's like separated by um, by denomination by gender. Um, oh oh, so it's not like a Bible quiz. Poll. No, this is like um, uh, how important do you think that the Bible has been in American history, okay. and how important do you think it is in America's future, and how um, how I forget what some of the other questions were. Um, they were mostly related to like church life, uh, church and state, and then um, like how if you believe the Bible is 100% accurate uh, or, or we should live by it or if it's just a guideline, that kind of stuff. Okay. Like pretty pretty basic questions, but yeah. still very interesting. Yeah. Um, what was something, did you notice anything from that polling data that surprised you? Um. <clears throat> I, not really. I I thought about it. Like some of the things kind of felt surprising to me. Then I was like, wait, I'm at the Bible Museum. Everybody that's here is going to be biased towards the Bible in some yeah. way or other to, to, to varying degrees, but still like largely biased towards the Bible. So mm-hmm. um, it wasn't that surprising when I thought about that fact. Um, so um, the Holocaust Museum is like a must-see, but unfortunately we didn't get in. That's one of the things, the few things that you really have to schedule ahead of time. I went about two weeks ahead and there were no tickets. So uh, it's just an oversight on my part. So that was kind of a bummer, but we ended up filling that time in. Um, we had scheduled to walk on the National Mall one day and it rained that evening. And so we weren't able to do it. So we actually ended up filling that in with um, that uh, that walk on that during the day. Mm. So, um, yeah, it was, we did, um, we missed one important Metro stop. Uh, and, and so the, the and Metro, what does that mean? The Metro that drove from downtown back to our apartment, uh, went every 24 minutes. Okay. And I had not included a note in my schedule. Oh, by the way, I was using TripIt, which is a free, uh, trip scheduler, trip planner. Really, really good uh, for this kind of stuff. Really nice because you just get like a timeline view and it has all the addresses and everything in and like confirmation. Better, better easier than using just Google uh, Calendar. Oh, absolutely. You can actually add your trip and events to Google Calendar, but it's way more um, manageable yeah. than Google Calendar. So, and then it's also, it also groups things in as trips and you can forward emails to or even connect your email account. So any uh, like 
flight confirmations or uh, reservation details that go to your Google account or your Gmail account automatically get added to mm-hmm. your trip calendar. So is it uh, is it a Google product? Trip it? I don't think so. Okay, um, it's a you have to pay for it if you want the pro features. Like it'll even tell you uh, based on the current uh, security times at the airport what time do you need to leave your house to get to the airport on time. Like it's it's pretty it's pretty nice um, if you pay for it. Mm-hmm. I did I don't pay for it, but um, so you missed one important yeah. metro. So so I didn't I didn't note that we had to leave the Bible Museum at exactly one thirty in order to make it to the metro on time to get home in time to to see the changing of the guard at the Arlington Cemetery before we went to our next event. And so <clears throat> I was like all of a sudden realizing, hold it, this is a pretty tight schedule in the evening. And then I remembered, yeah, we do need to be on this metro. And so we like booked it out of there. And, and then we were halfway to the metro. I was like, there's no way we're making it. The train's leaving in one minute and we're not even close and so we just walked the rest of the way and just sat and waited. But then once we got on the metro, we like ran to our house, quickly changed, just drove as fast as we could to the Arlington Cemetery. Um, I dropped everybody off, and they ran to uphill for it is about a it's about a ten minute jog. Wow! So it's about maybe a fifteen minute walk, a ten minute jog. So they were like jogging uphill the whole way. Got there exactly at the time they started the changing of the guard. Wow. Uh, and so we just made it just in time. So good. Um, we went to an even song service at the national cathedral. Very cool. Okay. Now is that a, what is that? Cause so it's just a, it's a, it's a Catholic church service. I believe it's Catholic. It's a Catholic church. So yes, it's a Catholic church service and they have this program that they hand out. And basically it's, it's a um, liturgical service, which basically just means that everything is planned out very specifically and, and it's an alternation between um, people reading scripture, uh, the choir sings music, the, the organ just plays music, uh, the whole congregation sings together, and, and you're just alternating. And it has scheduled in, you stand up for this, you sit down for this. And we actually got to go all the way up to the front where the choir sits. Now, if they would have a full choir, that place would have been filled up. But they had a, I mean, it was a still... There's a lot of seating up there. They can probably mm-hmm. fit 150 people up there. So, but they d- didn't have a choir that big. So, a lot of other people got to sit up there with and enjoy the experience with the choir right next to you. So, that was really cool. So, the choir is sitting Yeah, the choir is sitting on benches. They're not up front standing facing facing No. You. So, okay, so if you look at a Catholic church, you walk into a, a, a cathedral and like there's there's usually um, just kind of a big open room with pillars and stuff. But then there's like a general seating area in the middle. And it's kind of a, like a long, skinny place with a super tall ceiling. Mm-hmm. And then towards the front, um, it gets narrower a little bit and goes up on a stage. And that is the area where the choir will sit. And then you kind of go through this, this I don't know what it's called, but there's like an arch that you walk through. Okay. And then that is like the choir area and there's benches on both sides facing each other. And then way up front is like the altar or whatever. Okay. Um and so like we were sitting in the choir benches. So there's like two sets of benches that are facing 
each other. Okay. And then um, to the front of the church is where the people would stand to, to read scripture. And then behind them is the altar. And and was this was this on Saturday? This was I on mean, a I mean, Sunday I mean, evening. I mean, they, Sunday. They do it. Yeah, this was on a Sunday evening. They do it um, throughout the week as well. I think. Right. I almost think it's every weekday. Not hundred percent sure. Could, but. could you tell how many of the people were tourists just watching versus members that were regular attendees? Um, I would say at least half were tourists. Okay, but half would it seem maybe they were. Yeah, Just normal. Yeah, um, the, uh, the the so the yeah, and the regular members may have not sat up by the choir. They may have sat back further too. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. It was an evening service, so it's like a it's just like a worship service, not actually like a scheduled worship service necessarily. But the choir was from Pennsylvania, so they had driven at least a little bit. Okay, um, to to be there for, and I don't know how many performances they did there, but I, I'm assuming they just kind of switch out. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was a very neat experience. The building is amazing. It's huge. It's got you know big tall spires in the front, um, just like gold overlay and some some of the the artwork there, and just it's it's really neat. Okay. All right. Anything else? So, um, now if you're planning a trip like this, um, yeah, definitely use some kind of trip planning software and just. Um, Be, be ready to switch your plans up last minute if you have to and be okay with that. So like when we didn't get into the Holocaust Museum, um, they do offer like a limited number of same-day tickets. Uh, so at, And it launches at 7 a.m. So at 6.58 a.m., I was on my phone refreshing, waiting for them to load. They loaded up. There were 36 tickets. And I put in a request for six, hit checkout, and there were none left. So it's like they go really fast. So yeah. you have to be ready for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe like it rained on us, so we had to reschedule some events. Mm-hmm. Um, one museum that we went to, we were just kind of done after a little while, and so we just hopped over to the next museum and, um, yeah, went with, yeah. Did you feel, I know one thing we were talking about before you left was how you're going to do evenings before, or, or the evenings, and you had talked about maybe you'll watch like a video or have some kind of prep. Uh, for the following, for the upcoming day. Yeah. Did you do something like that? I didn't. Uh, I would have liked to do something like that, but I ended up that I just didn't have enough time to plan it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just ended up being too much up in the air. The biggest thing would have been uh, for like the, the, the important, like the Capitol building, Library of Congress, just understanding better what they are mm-hmm. um, would have been really nice. Uh, and then also the Memorials Walk especially. So it's just like a, an area of DC that just has a lot of different memorials and you just kind of walk the trail that has all of them. And just like understanding who each or what each more memorial represents and why it's there would have been pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, There's, there's always like plaques and stuff that show you, you know what they're for, but, but for the most part um, it's kind of assumed that you know that this person is important and why. Mm -hmm. So all right, very good. Anyways, <clears throat> um, Louisa, your wife also said that the Bible Museum was a major highlight. Yeah, and and could have spent more more time there. Could have could have absolutely spent more time there. Yes. So, all right, uh, let's get to some feedback, and I think we'll save my my story about the uh, meeting some something insane. We'll save that for next week. 
Okay. Because yeah, as far as I know, we don't necessarily have topics lined up for next week. Sounds pretty exciting. It it was scary, and uh, mm. yeah, yeah. But anyway, we have some feedback. First, from Charlene, she said, "Ruben, didn't you also build a house in Jamaica when the youth were down there? Also, your Lady of the Night experience and." <laughs> Oh, yes. Uh, your Lady of the Night experience, and I'll never forget the John Wayne story. I'm smiling as I'm texting about it. <laughs> um, I don't know the John Wayne story, but I do remember the Lady of the Night experience. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, so this is a reference to last week when we were talking about building houses on mission trips. Ah. And I, I was talking about doing this in Haiti. And so Char- Charlene's talking about that. Charlene uh, attends our, our church. Um. And I don't know in Jamaica if we built houses or not. I do remember carrying a lot of sand bags, and it's possible that those bags were for houses. I actually didn't go on that trip. So I don't that was really after remember. my time, but so or that Char- was before my time. <laughs> <laughs> so Charlene's comment about meeting the Lady of the Night, and she says your Lady of the Night experience. I mean, she makes it sound like I was at the center of it, and I really wasn't. But I definitely. <laughs> I was there. We were staying at a hotel. It was really cool. Uh, this was probably back in 2005 or six or seven, somewhere around there. Yeah, because in 2010, we went on the Costa Rica trip. Okay. So it would have been. I think I was just fresh yeah. 16. So actually, no, it would have been before that even. 2009, maybe. I'm not sure. Anyways. Um, so this might have been 2000, 2004, been maybe. 2000. Four or five, yeah. yeah. Uh, we, our youth group went to Jamaica on a mission trip. There was a big group of us. I was, I was, yeah, I was one of the younger ones there. Had a blast. It was, it was a real fun, uh, real fun trip. My parents were along too. They were youth sponsors at the time, and we all. It was really cool. We all got to stay at a hotel. Uh, it was a small hotel, and we there was probably thirty. 30 to 35 of us with, mm-hmm. you know, with sponsors. And so we, ba- and it was a small hotel, so we kind of took up most of it. Uh, and it wasn't like a hotel, it wasn't like a commercial hotel. It was more like a, someone's, I, I don't even know how to explain it, but, you know, there was, there was, there was definitely apartments and rooms, but it wasn't like a traditional just square hotel. Yeah. There was, yeah. A, there was a pool there as well. And th- there wasn't a place like we made our own breakfast, so it was almost mm-hmm. more like a, mm-hmm. a a large house with lots of rooms. Yeah, um, but there were some other guests there as well that were not with us. Yeah, I kind of remember the hotel in Costa Rica was kind of like that too, if I remember correctly. Okay, like that vibe or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so, the, <clears throat> but there was workers there that obviously like cleaned the rooms and whatever. Yeah, clean clean the place and. And all that, and I don't remember if this was towards the end of the trip or if it was at the beginning, but we were we were in groups of at least at least two, maybe even up to four people in a room, uh, and in my room in particular, there was four of us. It was um, me, uh, Davy Hostetler, who was a few years older, and John Wayne who was also a few years older, and then Dustin, I'm pretty sure Dustin Yutzi was also in mm. in my room, and we, we were the same age. And it's been a long, long time, but basically, I wake up in the middle of the night, and 
hear or see John Wayne who's at the door and someone's trying to come in. <laughs> and I was, I, I was groggy, extremely groggy. It, it felt like a dream. It felt like a dream. I, I don't and, remember feeling fear. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember feeling like, like our lives were in danger that someone's coming in. But John Wayne is at the door. And just to provide context, John Wayne is like, uh, he, he's just, he's really quiet. Super quiet person, um, uh, pretty frail. Like not necessarily the kind of person that would like stand up to somebody. Yeah, Dustin would have been the perfect guy to have at the door. Dustin, yeah. he's tall, he's broad. You know, um, no one's coming through him. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so and I, I I do faintly remember the conversation, but I'm not sure what I should say on the podcast. Uh, but at some point, that dude, this person at the door made it through. And so, and I, I, I'm trying to remember the, I just read this comment. So I'm trying to remember the details and tell the story at the same time. But it ends up, there's this lady in our room, and uh, uh, I don't know if you can say the word, prop, prop, propositioning us for, you know, uh, adult stuff. And. And I remember kind of like groggily telling Dave, Davey's the oldest one. So he feels yeah. like he, should be, he knows how to handle this better than anyone else. <laughs> and I remember telling Davey, or kind of waking him up because he was still asleep. And I don't remember, I don't remember who was in what bed. Obviously, John Wayne was standing up at the door. Yeah. And this lady made it through. And I remember kind of telling Davey, uh, trying to wake up Davey to try to help with this situation. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and I don't remember if Dustin, yeah, I don't remember. But Davey then woke up, and he was clear-minded, thankfully, and he said, no, you have to get out, get out. And the lady kind of continued. There was definitely a little bit of a language barrier. Yeah. But it was obvious that, um, yeah, what, was, what she was propositioning, and, and Davey said, no. Um, no, but thank you. No, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and the other thing is, too, we didn't, we kind of assumed it was a staff worker, mm. uh, partly because, partly because she was able to get the door unlocked, mm-hmm. and and I'm not sure at what point John Wayne. I need to ask John Wayne about this again. At what point he saw someone at the door or heard someone trying to come in, or at what point he went over to the door. Um, but yeah, that was. That was that. <laughs> that was quite the experience. Like, you don't expect to have that happen when you go on a mission trip. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I guess, yeah, always be on your guard. Um, I guess Davey can maybe chime in with some details. I don't know uh, how regularly he listens to the podcast. but So I'm probably, the details are fuzzy, and I'm trying to remember this just as I'm reading this comment. So I do apologize for the maybe lack of details and coherent storytelling. Um, we do have one other comment from Savannah Hostetler, <coughs> who we saw. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I'm just seeing Savannah's name. She's married to Carlin. They lived up in our area for a few years, and we um, they went to our church for, um, or visited our church pretty regularly. Yeah. And is Carlin and Savannah, their last name is Hostetler? Yes. Oh man, they got they got it so close. 
<laughs> That's so weird. I don't know why I never knew that their last name was Hostetler. I mean, my name is Hostetler. Very close. Anyway, she said, yeah. uh, Hey, Fresh Press Podcast, I'd like to follow along with Ruben's website remodeling journey. So last week I mentioned that I want to rebuild the French Press Podcast website, and I'm debating, you know, recording it while we're doing it so that if someone else is interested in building their own website, their own podcast website, you can follow along and um, and build your own website. So I don't know if we got a whole lot of other uh, comments on that. I'd ask for it to either to leave a message or send a uh, send a message or leave a comment. So I guess that's still open. If, if this is something that would interest you, yeah, definitely let let us know. And the best thing to do, if you ever do want to leave feedback, send us a message through Facebook it is the best way for us to get it. All three of us. To our page. Yeah, to our page. All three of yeah, yeah, for sure, to the French Press Podcast page. All three of us do see it, and we can respond to it. And that's what we use to read uh, on the podcast then. So thanks for that comment, um, Savannah. And I'm planning on doing it and recording it, but it would be nice to know if there's others that are also interested in that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. All right, Jeff. Well, since you did most of, the, since you, yeah. you, most of the podcast was about Washington, D.C. And, and leading trips, maybe I'll do, um, what's the point? I think the point is roll with the punches when, it, when you're tra- planning trips. As much as you can, plan ahead. And point number three Check out the law enforcement museum and the Bible Museum in Washington, D.C. All right. And, Jeff, what's our word of the week? Uh, word of the week is museum. Museum.